welcome to Social Circle. Social Circle was born from monthly get-togethers between friends and colleagues where we'd gather around for a few drinks and chat about the latest in social media marketing. We wanted to be better for ourselves, for our clients and just because we really love social media. So we decided to open up the circle to other digital marketers with a goal to take social to the next level and share inspirational, instant and actionable insights. We get together monthly to run through innovations and cool campaigns from the digital sphere. I'm Kirsty Smith and I'm joined by my co-host, my buddy and my partner in digital crime, Sally Hawksford. Hey Sally! Hey Kirsty! Welcome everyone to the Social Circle podcast. Our values are to learn, connect and share and we hope we'll bring together more digital marketers through our podcasts and live events. Hi, welcome back to another podcast from Social Circle. Um, We've got so much to go through this month. It feels like all of the platforms had their August holiday and now come back to school with a vengeance. Um, And I just had loads of new releases, so we're really excited to talk you through them. As with last month's format, we're going to go through each platform one by one and just take you through some of the innovations that we think are really exciting this month and, and also ones that have caused debate. So, yeah, I'm obviously joined here with Kirsty Smith. Hi, guys. Um, so we'll kick off really. So starting with Instagram this month, um, and one of the first innovations that we've noticed is Instagram search maps. So this is probably following on from Instagram, just trying to be more there for the small to medium kind of size business. But what it's basically saying is, as well as users being able to kind of find relevant information on each business, it will also kind of almost have like a Google Maps element to, um, Instagram search. So if you're searching within the area, you can see businesses that are located within that area. You could also see kind of like actually all of the tagged posts in that area as well. So it kind of connects people through the new map search experience. I think it's particularly for the kind of cafe, restaurant, but then also retail shops, etc. Um, but I think a really good one, I think you we know, were, we reported on this for Snapchat. For yes. Snapchat, Snapchat, yeah, exactly. So I think this is just something now having, I suppose now everyone's allowed back out into the world, giving people more visibility of kind of bricks and mortar places. So do you think they have to have a registered profile with a registered, registered address? address? Yeah. So it wouldn't just be, so I'm from the Jewelry Quarter, it wouldn't be that you look at the Jewelry Quarter and see everything happening there, pictures tagged there. I think... Mm-mm. I think maybe if you looked at a particular street in the jewelry quarter, you probably would do. What would be interesting, I wonder how this would work for small chains. So if you had four different places, would you now have to have four different Instagram accounts, each with a linked address to be able to use this feature for each of your restaurants? So say you had like a pizza restaurant mm-hmm. in Litchfield, your ancestors in Coldfield, would you have to have an Instagram account for each of them to be able to utilise this feature? I think we need to look into this. This is quite big, isn't it? So is it being tested? But it's currently being tested in Australia and New Zealand, so we'll look into it. But, yeah, very similar to kind of Snapchat My Places. So if this is going to come here, I think this could be one to kind of utilise quite well. Yeah, I'm just thinking let's take Social Circle, social circle as an example. We don't have a fixed abode. so We can make a fixed abode. To see what that does. <laughs> your house. Your, my house, your house, the pub. Yeah, yeah, the pub. Pig and tail. Yeah, okay, really interesting. Thanks, Sally. Um, I'm going to move on and talk about Instagram favourites. 
Now, Instagram is testing this new feature called Favourites, and it's going to allow users to select accounts that they would like to see higher up in their feed. So users will be able to search across the Instagram accounts that they're following and then create a list of favourites, and then that can be edited. And then the users are going to be notified when um, that added... Oh, sorry, take that back. The users will not be notified when someone is added to the list. Okay. Which is good because obviously if you want That'd to be a bit weird, major stalking, yeah. that um, could happen. Um, so you can select up to 30 friends, but I'm presuming not just friends, but businesses or brands you're interested in, and their posts are going to get shown higher up the news feed. Now, I just think this is just... I remember you can actually do this on Facebook already, because I remember mm. I worked with a client and the director of marketing pin, like, suggest, like, pinned, I suppose, in a way, but had favourites on all of the posts, so we were always like, I don't know, it was always then, if an error or something went out, somehow she saw it within seconds, and you're like, how, how is this possible yes, that she pinned them I at the top? That, I had that as well, and I used to do that for all of, like, the new social news, to stay yeah. to date. So, yeah, you can do it on Facebook. Um, I just think this is the algorithm's job. If you're really into those 30 people, you will see them. Yeah, very good point. But there's been a lot of new businesses really kind of shouting, not new businesses, sorry, small businesses shouting about my posts aren't getting reached, please like my posts. It's a big thing at the moment. So maybe this is just Instagram's way of saying, look, you can have 30 people and see all of their content. Yeah, yeah, but how does the small business get the 30 people to do that? Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, I understand that they're then kind of saying that, but I think for the small business, they're kind of like, well, hang on a minute. The reach that I used to get and the follower growth that I used to have and the engagement was far superior. So, yeah, I don't think it should fall on the business to do it, but the business then again needs to make the right content. Who's Who's your top five? Top five who I'd follow. I think it changes all the time. I think I'm very interiors focused at the minute. Yeah, so you wouldn't want want to commit to your 30. I wouldn't want to commit to a 30. I think it would be ever-changeable. I tend to... The algorithm is quite a lot for me. Like, I do see what I want to see, so... I think I've got a difference between friends and creators. I would want to see all my friends' stuff, but I want to see these creators right now... But then I might change, so mm, very fickle. Do you remember maybe a year ago there was that rumour about having two different feeds, one for brands? Yeah, oh yeah, no, I wasn't down with that. You know, I'm not down with any sort of new app that I have to download because I've got a terrible storage issue at all times. So (laughs) no new apps. No new apps. Just integrate it within the existing app, please. Okay, here's something else new then. No new app. Instagram Fan Club. So, Instagram Fan Club essentially allows you to have a private area where you can show stories but to a select group of people. So think of it a little bit like the close friends group Mm -hmm. and this will be for anybody that then wants to pull together a group of people that almost has a fan club. Now we were saying before we joined the podder today that this would be great for creators, brands, creatives... It kind of feels like a lot of things are moving that way around kind of, I suppose, all off the back of Twitch and how people can like almost tip you. TikTok have that as well. Facebook launch stars. And then I suppose this is just then Instagram having that thing to then say, if you're my diehard fans, then you absolutely, I suppose, going off the back of the favourites piece, 
yeah, you can create like your own little fan club and get this dedicated content. I think we were also talking about, like we talked about on Social Circle many months back now, one of our Social Circle virtual events was around like how McFly had done this and had like created almost like private groups and you paid to get in the group to get the content. And I think this is just interesting how people might leverage that going forward. Yeah, no news about whether it's paid for or not. But likely, I'm presuming... I'm presuming can. not. Yeah. No, I was presuming it would be. Oh, really? Yeah. I just don't... I, I suppose they'd need... What's the mechanism for paying it, though? Is it using the same as, like, Facebook stars? It's like a tipping thing? Well, I'm just reading up on it now, and this new option appears to be aligned, aligned with Instagram's broader push to add more tools for creators to monetize their platform mm. efforts with paying members likely added to the fan club list where they could share that. Oh, okay. Content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it must, it must be all around. Because this is a massive push for all of the platforms, especially, say, like, TikTok with their creator marketplace, you know, and, and that's just got broader. Twitter, super followers. With super followers. Yeah, it seems to be, like, how, I suppose, like, without bringing up the, the P word, the pandemic, it's kind of like, actually, if the whole world was to stop again, how do people continue to deliver live events or deliver content to people that they would have necessarily charged for that they can't directly charge for? But And also, all of the platforms are fighting over the creators, aren't they? Yeah, they're so, so fighting over them. Any way that they can get the creators, keep them and help them monetize, I guess, is now one of their yeah, priorities. definitely. In other news, very, very quick mention... They are not fighting over or really supporting small businesses with their new content um, work. Sorry, let me just go back on there. So their new Instagram Entrepreneur Program. So Instagram have launched this Entrepreneur Program, and it's pretty pants, if I'm honest. They're only picking five successful applicants for this and is that just in the UK just five in the UK it's five in the UK and what they get if you get through and you get you get picked you get a content workshop hosted by a top Instagram creator you get an hour-long coaching session and then three monthly engagements with them and you get a thousand pounds worth of ad credits so just kind of feels like by the time you've applied for it all, you probably just it's gonna cost you about the same amount in your time just to get your thousand pound ad credit and just get a marketing Facebook expert who keeps calling you every three months. I just think this is lazy to only pick five. five. So it's costing Instagram five grand. I'm just like, no. This they should is... do five a day for the next year. Yeah, agreed. Each yeah, they could easily put in five grand a day. I know, rant over. Um, so I'm going to move on to Pinterest actually, um, and a couple of updates on those guys. Um, so they're looking to move, they're like testing a vertical scrolling feed called Watch, um, and that's within the pin discovery. So within the kind of browse area, effectively, the best way to describe it is kind of like a TikTok feed. So at the minute, Pinterest can be like, um, it's like a, I suppose like a feed which has got multiple things going on in one place it's not one thing scroll to the next you can see multiple things happening but like when you go to google shopping for instance on your desktop and you see it yeah lots yeah of pictures lots of pictures together now what they're testing now is kind of more of a tiktok look approach so instead of displaying kind of the traditional pinterest search um the watch thing, um search is what they're calling it will be switching to this new kind of tiktok layout 
So it will show both video and still images. Um, and it will show, and the users will be able to continually swipe through the content, so it keep scrolling, I suppose, which which it has now, which I kind of feel like is a little bit defeats the object of Pinterest because actually, from a Pinterest advertiser or Pinterest content producer, that's one of the kind of benefits that you go up with a lot of different content rather than just net externally getting like a direct scroll past. I'm presuming a lot of testing has gone into this, but I don't mind the current scroll. No, no, exactly. So actually Pinterest have commented on it saying we're always testing new products and features to help our community or pinners discover inspiring ideas whilst building more ways for creators and brands to reach global audiences so again this creators thing has been mentioned again that actually is it to give the creators a better visibility on the platform um hasn't said how many users they're trying to access the feature going to give access to um or any more information on the test but just one to kind of watch out for if you see that happen in your feed really um and then the second one, which is actually a theme that runs through the whole of today's podcast, is around Pinterest extending its in-shopping tools. Um, so basically, it's extended it to more regions. So back in June, it extended it to Australia, Canada, France, and Germany. It's now extended that out to Austria, Brazil, Italy, Mexico, the Netherlands, Spain, and Switzerland. Um, so basically, it allows you to kind of have the direct link between the product and your website. So very much how Facebook shop works, how kind of YouTube shop works, and we'll come on to pin, um, TikTok um, shop. So you basically um, purchase directly within Pinterest, making it much easier for you to see the product, to buy the product, and making it quite seamless. Um, they are kind of showing good results for the company, which is quite surprising because you see Pinterest being very much more of an awareness discovery tool in that kind of wholesale funnel piece. But maybe these are the kind of missing piece of the funnel. It'll be interesting to see how they can link the shop to any conversion ad activity to see if actually you can do almost like a collection ad format that you can do on Facebook, which where each product is clickable and shoppable. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's really interesting. They're looking to expand the kind of product catalogue they have and maximise the shopping activity, which actually I think I think is totally right because it's kind of your mood board activity anyway. So then when you are ready to convert, surely you would convert quicker over on Pinterest. Definitely. But and, there's, and there's nothing more annoying as ever than finding something in Pinterest. And, uh, and it's wanna, American. I want to buy it. And yeah. Buy it and I can't And I can't. It. So yeah, that is really true. Um so I think is that I think what I'd be really interested to see is what's the purchase window on Pinterest compared to other platforms. Is it much longer because you've discovered it, pinned it to your board, waited until you're actually ready to buy that, whatever. Um, and I suppose that goes into then how you can do that from an attribution perspective. But yeah, still yeah, interesting how they're kind of still broadening this out further and further. Right. Oh, me, Facebook. Mm. Doesn't really get a look in these days, does it? It's kind of like Facebook, Instagram, same, same. Same, same. Um, just a quick one on Facebook, really, to say that they've integrated with Vimeo to create Vimeo Create within Business Suite. So this is essentially a tool to help SMBs, small and medium-sized businesses, get into video advertising and marketing with the integration of Vimeo's video platform. And this essentially allows you to edit your video, uh, create 
graphics for your video and textual content overlays and all those transactions transitions and all the other things you need to do on mm. your video to get it live and get it uploaded. Um, a note on this as well. So Facebook and video, Facebook sorry, and Vimeo are in cahoots, but also are TikTok and Vimeo. Mm. So Vimeo are really coming forward to support the social channels to help um, businesses and creators make video content. And just a quick note on this as well, that TikTok are also rumoured to be uh, partnering with Canva as mm. well. I think this is all really interesting. I think because in Facebook at the moment, when you're building an ad, you can build video content quite easily using still images and graphics. But I think one of the real key points for me is this royalty-free on the on the music as well, particularly probably with the Vimeo and TikTok relationship. And also with Facebook, because obviously as a brand, you can't necessarily use all of the music suite. So actually that royalty-free music, actually from a small to medium business, is really, really useful. Now, do you think this is just a way for Facebook to help small businesses spend more? Or do you think they're generally oh. being useful by saying, come over and create your content in our platform? Well, I think with the change kind of like six weeks ago with Instagram moving all to video surely this is just another way to kind of get everybody using the video and using them on ads as well um so yeah I'm always a bit skeptical but I would I would think it was more from an ad perspective but but there's say. nothing stopping people creating their video content in Vimeo and then sharing it on Facebook, or are they just no. trying to get people to upload directly into Facebook? Facebook, I think, yeah, rather than linking out, which is never that great anyway. Right, top tip. Um, so moving on then to a further Facebook and video kind of content, I mean, we've not mentioned Reels, and we've been going for 17 minutes, so... Um, yeah, so Facebook is actually testing the Reels format on its own platform. I mean, this is not surprising. Reels is absolutely crazy over on Instagram. The reach that you get off the back of it and the fact that it's basically just TikTok's rip-off um, is just proven really, really well. Um, so the platform has already been running tests in Canada, India and Mexico, allowing users to share their existing Instagram Reels onto Facebook. And they're going to continue testing this alongside Facebook Reels to selected iOS and Android users. Um, so it is currently with a test group. Um, they're testing it with people within their news feed. And they can then actually, if you want to create it, you can tap create button to access similar tools like you would do on Instagram. So camera roll, import, the music selection, trim text, video capture, etc. Um, from an audio perspective, you will be able to record your original audio like you can over on Instagram, but also access a range of different tracks from Facebook's music library. Um, so really similar, obviously, to Instagram Reels, because why wouldn't it be? So we're not saying you create your Insta Reel and you just toggle it and share it on Facebook. No, but they are alluding to that you can do that, but you can but also, also just yeah. just create it directly in Facebook if that's what you wanted. Because I suppose that's going to get them slightly unstuck. If everybody's just sharing content from Instagram to Facebook, it's like, oh, what's the point of having a Facebook account? It's just a duplication which I think is a discussion for another day, to be honest. But, um, yeah. I just can't imagine the standard Facebook user thinking, do you know what, I'm going to create a reel. No. I'm just thinking, think, non-brand. Yeah, you know, yeah. Thinking your general... I think they're going to have to, basically, 
once a video gets over 15 seconds, it automatically becomes a reel, like they did with IGTV. Mm. Once it was over a minute, it automatically became IGTV. I think that's what I'm going to have to do. I think, like, everything's become reels from a creative perspective, but they've got such a stylized format, the whole, like, click, drop in, jump it's in, really, change outfit. It's like, really difficult. I struggle making reels, and I would put myself up there as, like, a creative person. Yeah, yeah. But I find making reels is difficult. That's why I'm struggling. So time-consuming as well. Time-consuming, tricky, fiddly. The UX is not great. I'm just imagining like your general Facebook user trying to yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's happening again. Maybe it's again it. for a creative perspective to get the creators making more content back over on Facebook. But yeah, um, one to watch really. Um, as I said, it's only in Canada, India, and Mexico at the moment, but. You want to watch if that comes here as well. Let's move to my favourite. I'd just like to say, before you actually talk about LinkedIn, even you said this update was boring. <laughs> so try and make this as fun as possible, please. I just don't know how to make this fun. Okay. You know when you're sharing a blog? Yeah, love it. And you might be at a company writing all these blogs for them and it's never your content. You should always share those blogs on LinkedIn. Always. I know, that's by the by, really boring. LinkedIn is launching a new feature for company pages called Articles for Pages. It is what I just said. It's creating blogs for... Well, it's like long-form posts, isn't it? But a bit jazzier. I like this. Okay, well, you said it was boring, so I'm getting confused. <laughs> so... At the moment, if you're a, uh, a user of LinkedIn, personally, you can create blogs called articles and you can pin them and have them at the top of your profile. Now, I think there is merit in writing these. And if you are writing blogs for your company, put them on your LinkedIn so they are yours forever. Mm. You can now share your content that you might be publishing anyway on your um, website, onto your LinkedIn business page. And that's it, really. It's called Articles for Pages. It will be clunky, it will be really <laughs> difficult to use, but hey, it's here, and I'm here for it. Well, you know, all hail LinkedIn for trying, to be honest. Um, yeah. That's it, I'm not going to go through the other Okay, fine, fine, that, fine. Was, that, was, that was enough. That was um, enough. <laughs> I'll move on to Twitter then, and in the, following on from Pinterest, in the, you know, the notion of all things shops... Um, Twitter is developing Twitter commerce, so a new range of shopping tools, which will eventually provide kind of the direct in-stream product listing, like, like we have on Facebook. I like the way they've done Twitter commerce after they announced Twitter shops. Like, I know, oh, this it's is just shop, like... Now, here's actually how you run it. Here's actually how you run it. So, yeah, this product listing tied to business, obviously just directly ripping off Facebook, um, and allow you to make direct purchases from tweets within the app. Um, obviously they, and we talked about this last month, they launched the new purchase tab within profiles, which displays any descriptions or digital tickets bought on the app. So it's not just directly for kind of e-commerce retailers, it's for a broader kind of purchasing perspective. Um, I think, you know, the platform is listing has currently been developed a range of different formats um, and prof across professional and personal profiles. 
I think it's basically an in-tweet product display that will open, so very much how it does open on Facebook or Instagram. Um, I think they have kind of said, though, although in addition to the e-commerce to the platform, it's one that will take time. So it's great to see that. I know. It's already making a start of the feature. Twitter. Come on, Twitter. But I think it's not fully rolled out. This isn't something you can just use straight away. I said, come on, TikTok. So how old is TikTok? And they've got this. And hello, Poppins. Hello, Poppins. One little break because Poppins is here. Do you want to go sit in and be quiet? No, we'll stay here. Um, yeah, I think Twitter's desperately trying and still hanging on. But I'm not sure. Considering the features are completely available on other platforms and have been for a while, surely someone could just hack their platforms and copy the code. But hey, we are where we are. I do think that a little bit. I'm like, how hard? How hard can they be? How hard can just, it be? Just hire whoever did it at Facebook over on Twitter and offer them a shitload more money. Plug it in and just yeah. get going. Surely Shopify have got a plug-in for that. They've got a plug-in for everything. Um, so that's the end of Twitter, because let's be honest, this this Twitter commerce shit will probably never see the light of day, so there's no point in talking too much about it. We'll move on to uh, TikTok. TikTok. Okay, TikTok. So, TikTok videos are, well, Matt Navarro has actually rumoured and shared some content uh, to say that TikTok videos are testing five-minute videos in the feed. Okay, so this is off the back of where we were July when they changed to three minutes? Yeah, so it went up to 60 seconds in December, three minutes in, in July, and then Matt Navarro has just come out to say that they're testing five minutes and potentially up to ten minute videos. I'm sure we talked about this before, Sally, but you said we didn't. But I think we have debated the long form, short form content and how TikTok now moving to long form. Mm. YouTube on a piece of the short form with Twitter Shorts. Yeah, with YouTube Shorts. She's mixing all the platforms. We know we've drank some wine. Um, yes, no, I totally agree. Should we start from the top of TikTok? Yeah, okay. (laughs) 25 minutes, I'm going to tell him. That's good, isn't it? Not too bad, not too long. (laughs) I just looked at you and Poppins, which is really so much. So, tick, we're, so we're going to talk about TikTok now. TikTok are testing five-minute and potentially ten-minute videos. So let's rewind. They went up to 60-second videos in December and then three-minute videos as from July. And Matt Navarra has announced that they are testing five minutes and potentially ten-minute videos. Hmm. Right, we need to talk about short form versus long form content. Do we also need to put the back, the underlying topic, one of the underlying topics of this podcast around creators is a lot of this for the creators because you can, and how they monetize the platform. Over on Facebook, you can start monetizing past three minutes, which maybe is that why they went to three minutes in July. And now that five minutes, is it giving them an extra reason to have another monetization if they get to the next milestone. Very um, good call. very good call. But I think there is still the question about short form and long form content. Everybody wants a stories format. 
YouTube shorts, for example, is that kind of reels, short form kind of content um, on what's quite a traditionally long form video content platform on YouTube. But actually, I think the debate goes back to what is the content and is the content right for being a longer form piece of content or short form? What's the subject matter is I my think, view. I think TikTok are just coming after video. As yeah, a whole, yeah. Having, they want to hold. They want all well, of Facebook that. and Instagram changed. Then said they're all going to be video by twenty twenty three or whatever it was. So it's kind of like, and actually TikTok surely has that because it's pretty much it, it's all video anyway. Maybe they can all move to video, and then Twitter might move to, to oh. <laughs> and then Twitter might catch up. But yeah, one to kind of keep an eye on on how they move forward with that. And yeah, I'm presuming they'll just test it with those with only ten thousand followers to start with, and mm. then it'll roll out the rest. Um, yeah, definitely. So, would you hang around on TikTok and watch a five minute video? I think it goes back to depending on the content. Mm. I am quite dependent on the content. If it's a recipe, yeah, yeah, maybe. Or if it's like the story of you know a gay couple rescuing a cat. Absolutely, I'm there for it. <laughs> Part one, part two, part, part three. Two, part one, part two, part three, and so on. If there's a koala maybe involved as well. I um, will check back and find out if that cat is okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, so sticking on TikTok, just to then, and also the other underlying theme of this podcast around shops. So TikTok is now working with Shopify around a shop tab within the platform. So let's rewind a couple of months and Shopify and TikTok joined forces from an ad perspective. Now this is to actually create a shop tab within the platform, very much how Instagram has that you've got the shop tab, you can click on it, you can see all the products within that shop. Um, obviously this is if you are a Shopify site already, so it will be basically your Shopify merchant profile that you can link into TikTok. Um, it is basically just another way as well, like you're saying, for TikTok to become more of a commerce push. Um, and how they can do that. So this is from an organic perspective, I suppose, that how they pull this into paid as well. But Shopify and TikTok already came together from a paid perspective. So I'm just reading the notes. It doesn't offer a direct in-stream shopping, but it refers users back to the merchant Shopify store. Yes, exactly. So it just is it's a direct push, I suppose, because it's a more clickable link, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not as much as like an actual catalogue, I suppose, like Facebook has. Where you would click on it and you would see all of the products as like a catalogue there. And then it will push you through to the Shopify area. Good one. So just another kind of... Can't Twitter just do that? I I think Twitter just needs to speak to whoever's doing that at TikTok, basically. (laughs) Um, It's not rocket science, uh, Twitter, please. Um, finally, on TikTok, just one about boosting. So they've kind of rolled out a new boosting option to all businesses called Promote. They did have this already. So they have two ad formats, one which is like a TikTok ad and one which is called a Spark ad, which essentially was a boosted post. You were just pulling in um, a, an existing post into an ad. But now they're actually going to give you like this Promote button on your feed, I imagine. Um, so starting this month, 
promote is what they're calling it is available to help businesses reach more people and grow their community with their TikTok videos. With promote, you can turn any organic TikTok video into an ad. So basically, let's just see it as the boosted post um, over on TikTok, really. So you don't have to go to the faff of actually like having an ad center account pulling in the post there, and then you can just do it all through your feed, which I suppose again opens it up to small to medium businesses a lot more. Would you recommend this, Ellie? Well, I haven't tested Spark ads that much, so um, I've only run like standard ads because I've run a lot of standard ads for businesses that don't actually have an active TikTok profile. They just want to use the platform to run ads because that's where a segment of their audience is, but they might not necessarily want an organic presence. So um, I think watch this space. I am running a campaign later this month for a client where we're using what used to be known as Spark ads. So yeah, we'll go yeah. from there. Great. I, I, I need an A-B test report back. Sure. Okay. Will do. Right. YouTube. Oh, same again. We're talking about e-commerce. Yeah. I discovered this the other day when I was watching a video about my Chinese money plant. Sure. From the plant guy. And I noticed that underneath the video, there were links for me, um, tiles for me to buy a mug with the Chinese money plant mm -hmm. on, a tea towel, or any, anything I wanted with the Chinese money plant. Absolutely too far. And I just thought, what the hell is this? And it was an organic store in YouTube. Mm. So I've looked it up, and if you've got over 10,000 subscribers, you can register and set up your store on YouTube. It's another tab. So you'll have your playlists, your community section, and then you'll have your store. Mm. And you can upload your products into your store and sell them organically. So I'm not talking about tagging products in videos or putting links in descriptions. It was on the channel. I was watching this guy's video, and the products were showing underneath. This is quite massive, and I just don't know why we haven't talked about it before. Yeah, I think this has been coming for a while and been in beta, but I think it's actually a really good shout for YouTube because I think YouTube is so top of the funnel, but Google as a platform is so bottom of the funnel, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So actually, like, how can the two link together? Because mm -hmm. I think the ad spend on YouTube predominantly is with bigger spenders rather than the lower spenders because they're like, what do I see as the return? click-through rates quite small etc but actually they can buy in video mm -hmm. yeah why not yeah I mean I stayed around for 10 minutes I know exactly what to do when I've got when I've got a cup-shaped leaf and I might go ahead and buy Did myself you get the tea towel? <laughs> I want to see the tea towel <laughs> I'll bring it next time <laughs> please bring it next time we need to see evidence of said tea towel Anyway, YouTube store, look it up. It's yeah. really, if you've got over 10,000 subscribers and you're in e-commerce, it's, it's for you. Which actually goes back to actually, because a lot of brands don't really value YouTube subscribers because they're all just kind of like, they're using YouTube as um, a way to host video content for their website, not necessarily as its channel. And actually that's how now that's become an importance because you unlock these features like you did on Instagram really. Um, so finally, we just wanted to add in a little wild card, I suppose, and not one that we talk about regularly, but Reddit. So obviously Reddit is a massive platform from a forums and kind of reviews perspective. And they have an ad platform, but they've actually just launched a new 
ad placement called Reddit Conversation Ads, which is really, really interesting because actually the way these ads display, I think they're super, super cool. So the ad is positioned within the original post and then the first comment of the conversation thread. I can't believe you just described that as super cool. I'm sorry, but I think Reddit is actually because you've got all these people organically talking about something and then you can put an ad within their comments. It actually feels really native. It feels like a native kind of ad within like, you know, sort of like with Taboola or Outbrain, something like a programmatic sort of piece which displays content on the Daily Mail, for example. So we're thinking it's got to be conversational and obviously relevant. It's got to be relevant to the topic to be there. So really interesting how kind of obviously the platform they kind of list it as thriving on conversations because they're highly engaged right there and then. If an advertiser was to then put the product or the solution to what their problem they were talking about, surely that click-through rate is going to be absolutely huge. Sold. Yeah, I'm kind of like, it's totally one for testing. I think it's niche micro-communities, though, because you've got to find your right product. I think if you're maybe like a car brand or something, I'm thinking that would be really great, but... I don't know, you'd have to know so many loads and so loads many of subcultures yeah. over on Reddit. So I think I think, yeah, I'd like to see what the kind of targeting is in the background of that and how you can easily set that up to like go into all these different conversations where relevant. But yeah, I think it's I think it's really interesting. I don't think it's something that's out there currently to actually be in the conversation. So I think that's really interesting, whereas usually you have to kind of force your way in. It's kind of like an inbound ad. My mind is spinning at the opportunities trying to think of how I could use yeah. this for our clients. I think it's really interesting too. Um, but yeah. yeah can, should we try and do one? Should we try and do one and report back? Yeah. Um, I think you do have to sign up to be on Reddit and have to be accepted. It's not a self-service ad platform at the moment. Um, I might be wrong on that. Actually, I think I'm totally wrong on that. I think I did set up an account just did nothing with it. So I think it is a self-service platform, whether this is on self-service. Do you know what? What we're going to do is going to take this away as a social circle action. We're going to report back. Typing. Typing. Do you know what we'll also do? We'll put it in the show notes so we are held responsible next month. Yeah. Great. Um, Right. So finally, finally, we've drank some wine. So we've added in a new feature. We've called it the obituary, the social circle obituary. So, unfortunately, everyone who's not made it to the end of the month in the terms of the social media platforms and formats, Kirsty can kick it off. Well, we've said hello to 11, 12, 13 new things, and we're going to say goodbye to three things this morning. Okay, that's not too bad. So, we're going to say goodbye to LinkedIn stories. <laughs> Did you ever post one? I did post a LinkedIn story. Okay. Was it also a replica of your fleet? No. R.I.P. from last month. It was a replica of my fleet. I posted a LinkedIn story. It went down like a love balloon. <laughs> um, and you know I love LinkedIn and I'm quite popular. But um, <laughs> my LinkedIn stories just did absolutely nothing. Clunky. I could only put like an emoji of a coffee mug or something No, you like weren't that. happy about the emoji gifts. I wasn't, I wasn't happy no. about the sticker situation at all. Anyway, LinkedIn stories... I'm saying goodbye to us on the 30th of September. 
We should have a last, um, a last bizarre. Yeah, Steve, could you overlay some morbid music into this <laughs> section, please? Um, so my obituary is to so long to swipe up on Instagram. I mean, the little little trolls at Instagram have changed the swipe up to now a sticker. I'm not. It's awful. Uh, to, can you change the colour of it? I hate when people just use the blue version. I know. I, I think you can to a grey. I mean, better. Better. But, I mean, motherfuckers, you know, we've been talking about swipe up to shop for so long, and now it's like, tap to shops? Tap on sticker to shop? Sometimes puts a bitly in as well. Oh, bitly. Yeah, it looks nasty. looks really nasty. So, yeah, goodbye to that. Word on the street is, though, um, Becky Meekings has spoken to people at Facebook and confirmed that actually they had no plans to change the swipe up links in ads. So that's confusing for the user. So they still swipe up on an ad, but use a sticker organically. I'm not a fan of this. I'm also not a fan of, which we haven't added to the obituary that we should, <laughs> be able to share feed yeah. two stories. Yeah, that's annoying, this whole reshare button. The reshare button. Terrible. Actually, I tried to do it for Social Circle the other day, gave up. Well, I did it, so it's, it's not that hard. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> Somebody else picked it's, it up. It's annoying. It's annoying. It's annoying. <laughs> it wasn't there when I tried to reshare it, so it was just like, frankly, I don't have time right now on a oh, Monday morning. Okay. I think you have to like dwell on it, look at the picture for well, a while. Well, yeah, okay. Didn't have time to do that. Just wanted to post and share. Post and share. Right. The final. Are you okay platform we're saying goodbye to this month, and it's not just a functionality. It's a full platform house party. I mean, they had their time, they've made their mills, they've rode off onto the sunset, haven't they, really? Do you think they're okay? I'm not sure. How did they monetize? No, I'm not sure that they did. They might have sold, but somebody's now popped it in the bin. Because <laughs> it was only really you using it. I love House Party for the games. There's so many good games on it. We never played the games. I mean, that was serious lockdown 1.0, wasn't it? I played it when I love party within the last 10 days. No. Well, you've only got until what date was it going? I think that might be going on the 30th as well. It's a big it's a big day for 30th. Are you going to be okay? I'll check in on you on the 30th because I think it might be a struggling day for you. LinkedIn stories and house party dead. If anybody needs me between now and the 30th, I'll be on house party. Okay, fine. Make use while you can. So, on that somber note, yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing what we can say goodbye to next month. Yeah, he it's knows. actually quite nice to say goodbye to some stuff with all the new stuff. Yeah, isn't it? do you think Twitter will be on it as a whole, <laughs> as a whole platform? Twitter is not dead. <laughs> okay, but fleets are. Fleets are. Yeah, just as a recap from last month, if you didn't manage to catch it. Right on that note, should we go drink some more wine? Let's have some more wine. We've got a delivery coming. It's all going to be okay. Thanks for listening to this drunken ramble of Social Circle August slash September. We'll be back next month with 10 plus activities. It's now merged into whatever of the stuff that we like. But yeah, we'll, we'll be see, back. We'll see you next stuff. month. Okay. Bye. Toodle pip. Bye bye.